You are now locked in to another episode of The Real Soulful Podcast with Joe Wrights. What do people? This is Real Soulful episode 85 and we've got a big guest in the studio as always. I'm not going to introduce her. I will let her introduce herself. Ah, okay. So, so uh, <laughs> my name is Heather, but you can call me Olua Kemi. If hey, you, if you know mighty. Me, if you know me personally, uh, but yeah, my name is Heather. Instagram, Hevdeo. TikTok, Heather Deo. If you're wondering where the Deo is from, it's because my last name is Moradio. I just added to Power. everything. It's funny enough, so I remember I was scrolling through TikTok. Uh, I think the episode that you had, sorry, not episode, the the post that you made mm. um, concerning um, like just your mental health in general, and obviously what you do, you advocate for it. Yeah. And I remember you you posted something that was quite, I would say, very real, very honest, very authentic. I think it was you were having an episode in the car. Right, it's a yes, episode. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was just I watched it, and I was looking at it, and I was thinking, hmm, wow, only because I've never seen anybody because normally the consensus about tiktok is it's meant to be somewhere where you go for laughs and like you know to enjoy yourself kind of thing but also there's a lot of people that actually share some very wholesome and like very real experiences yeah um which is obviously you do both because i've seen both of them yeah so i said wow this is this is this is this is interesting so obviously i've watched it and i've watched further um tiktoks that you've made and just about your journey and about mental health in general and i just i commend you firstly for being so brave enough to just share it because a lot of people that especially if, if they're not advocates or if they're experiencing it i don't think mental health is something that they like to talk about vocally and express themselves in that way and i think you've kind of made it one inclusive um i don't know if fun is the right word but you've made it in a way that is i think you, I've, I've started a conversation yeah. about it which is what i wanted to do in the first place yeah i think i i didn't i didn't expect the video to go as big as it did uh-huh. i honestly just was having a psychotic break a psychotic kind of episode and i recorded it because i know that when i first got diagnosed with schizophrenia there was i would the first thing i googled was schizophrenic episode okay and i couldn't find anybody else who was going through an episode so i i wanted to document it for other people who are going through episodes to know that you know we all exist mm. and there's 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 a lot of us mm. and like we aren't alone in this situation nice nice that's really good because i feel like again a lot of people don't document it either because they might be ashamed or it's, it's so far from the norm of what i guess sometimes what you expect on on to see on something like tiktok yeah and it's it's like for some people it can be a bit i don't want to use i don't use the word scary maybe overwhelming yeah i think i think i think the reality is that mental health is still not really spoken about Mm. and so because so schizophrenia has been there for years and years and years Mm -hmm. and years but supposed to see it on your screen is something completely different um and I suppose it just comes down to education. It's just educating people about mm-hmm. what's going on. And I feel like that's what the video did at the end of the day. Yeah. Is I educated everybody that was watching it that there's different forms of mental health. Yeah. Because now there's definitely more of a dialogue. We talk now about 
depression, talk more about anxiety. That's more like becoming, I don't want to say normalized, but people are accepting and understanding of it. Yeah. But we don't really discuss things like schizophrenia or borderline personality disorder or more, de- more deeper mental disorders that are more difficult to diagnose yeah. and make people's lives um, slightly harder. Mm-hmm. Um, although their lives are harder with, depression and anxiety no mm. doubt at all yeah. but there's definitely not enough conversation around the other types of mental health yeah do you, do, you, do you think it's a little bit i guess i don't say annoying but do you think it's sometimes it's a bit let me use the word annoying that sometimes a lot of these mental health issues that we that a lot of people face obviously they're not very visible a lot of the times and sometimes yeah. you really have to either you know the person personally or you have to maybe be in the presence or of an episode or something of that nature because yeah. on a day-to-day basis it might be something that you see visually from someone so 100%. it's like there is such a disparity between obviously the ones that we definitely can see and the ones that we don't i mean i give an example yeah. my personality is very bubbly i get along with everybody I can tell. like i can walk into a room and i can make a conversation with anybody it's and so I'm the last person that anybody will ever think has schizophrenia. I'm mm. the last person that anybody will ever think has more bad days than good. Although, glory to God, at the moment, I've been having more good days than Amen. good. But so, um, I am somebody that people look at and think sh- there's no way that she has anything going on with her. I am what you call conventionally attractive. And I'm very much aware of that. You know, the kind of person that, you know fits into many of society's stereotypes of what being pretty is okay and so i i understand that when people see me they do not see anything else they just see, see what's in front the okay. face value yeah. and it happens for many people but actually something that's interesting and i actually just signed a contract and i didn't even mean to plug them but they're called hidden disabilities i remember yeah you made a post about yeah, this exactly. yeah, yeah i remember i seen this so i literally just signed a contract with them uh because um, me wearing this lets people know when I go out in public that I do have mental health. Okay. I may not look it from the outside and truthfully, there is no look on mental health. Yeah. You, you have no idea what somebody is going through. So having this lanyard lets people know that I may need extra care, okay. extra time, and just to be a bit more cautious around me. Okay. And so I always tell people that, you know, if you have mental health, I I recommend getting the lanyard. Um, I think it was known during COVID times to get people the the badges. Yeah, I to, 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 the badges, to stop yeah. stop them wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't really think that's what it was intended <laughs> for. I think it was intended. I, I think if you are really exempt from wearing masks, like then fine but it's for people who have hidden disabilities and yeah. it lets the world know no. just just to be a bit kinder to you so just to be more informative in regards to the actual lanyard what what distinguishes it from maybe like a normal lanyard in general so i think first of all i think the sunflower is its logo it's okay, like it's the, it's, it's, its okay. brand yeah. and so before you even see the card when you see the lanyard you should already kind of know. you should know that yeah. this stands for a hidden disability because okay. that's what it's called and then behind it it literally has my face a picture of me and it says i have a hidden disability and 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 may need some sort of assistant care or simply a little more time and then it has the contact number to my carer who's my mom nice so in case i have an episode like what like my tiktok video on a train or something someone can can call my mom exactly that's really really good is that something that you feel like a lot of people obviously should take use of because again 
like we've been saying, you don't really see that they can they can see it personally. Yeah. So obviously things like this are very visible to to somebody who might know that okay, they've seen this badge on you now. Yeah. They've seen this landed on you. Now they notice okay, Heather is obviously somebody that suffers from mental health. So let's take take our time. I mean, I think we should we should start with letting people know what the lanyard is. Now I'll give you an example. Yeah, I went ahead. to Box Park on Sunday. Yeah. Very reluctantly. I may add. <laughs> Why I, you say reluctantly? You wasn't trying to go outside that day. No, that day I went to a pride event, right? Okay, okay, So okay. a queer event with people who, because I am a, if you guys don't know, I'm a Nigerian, but I'm also very much a homosexual. <laughs> and I went to a pride event yeah, on yeah. Sunday and it was lit. The music was so good. The, okay. the, the vibes were immaculate. Like nice. it was great. But the friends, some of my friends I came with were straight. Okay. They, they like men. So they were like, oh, after this, let's go to Box Park. So I'm like, okay, you guys came to my own. Me too. Let me go to That's your, your own. own. Tip for tap. Fair enough. Went to Box Park. Man, I haven't been. This one, you have to sit on the side for this one, isn't it? I haven't, I haven't <laughs> been to a straight club type area type place in a long time. And so I was now encountering different men left and right. And one man stopped, and I guess this was his chatter plan, and he was like, oh, you don't need to wear this anymore. Um, people don't need to wear masks. And I said, this is not for a mask. Uh-huh. I actually have mental health. He's like, rah, you actually have it. It's deep, it's deep like that. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean it's deep like that? What, what, why are you asking such stupid questions? Are you mad? Like, I was just... But then I feel like pe- pe- people don't know about it. So people don't know what it is. Pe- yeah, people yeah, yeah. don't see it and they think of COVID. So fair enough. I guess you have to extend some grace. Some people are a little bit, you know... Yeah, you have to You have to educate. I feel like pa- a lot of what I do is educate. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like if you ask me a question in a kind manner, I will explain. I'm very much open, in, I'm, I'm open to explain anything to do with my mental health. Okay. As long as it's respectable as long as you're not asking me a question that's kind of trying to catch me out okay but you mentioned the fact that you're nigerian so this is very interesting as well because i feel like do you know what's great you know when i think of like when they say okay if they was to tell me to describe heather and like these are the three things that i obviously can pinpoint you like your character wise one being nigerian Okay. To obviously being a homosexual and free having mental health i think i mean i I wouldn't say that they define you i'll just say gay okay gay Nigerian gay and obviously an advocate for mental health. These yeah. are the three things, main things that obviously a lot of people can associate to who yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. So, especially where we come from as Nigerians, yeah. How do you feel like that fits the world that you are in? Because we can start. Okay, where do you want to start from? Do you want to start from the mental health side of things or um, how you identify yourself? Because it can, it, it, it can stereotypically, be. even both don't work. They don't work in your favor from where we're from. Do you know what? I always say I am four things that society don't understand. Okay. I'm a woman. Ah, even that one as well. As- I'm gay. I'm black. And I have mental health. So I have four things that society already is confused about. And so I'm aware that going into the world, it's not going to be a clear path. Mm. That's very much for certain. As for my sexuality, I'm very open about it online. Yeah. And I'm very proud of it. As you should be. And um, I appreciate that. And um, my, uh, I've come out to my entire family. My Nigerian family in Nigeria. Okay, this is interesting. My how, parents. How, how did that go? Okay. So my parents were, I think many people think that it was like a very 
like smooth ride because i always post my parents on my tiktok so yeah. people always think that oh your parents must be very liberal i'm like no my parents <laughs> are nigerian like them my parents grew up in nigeria my parents are very much nigerian parents my dad is full nigerian and my mom is half nigerian half german okay. so i'm really i'm more nigerian than german first and so i remember like when i was growing up my mom used to say the worst thing that can happen to a parent is having a gay child. Sorry. So that was the ideology I grew up with in Nigeria. Okay. And I can't lie, even I, me trying to kind of like dodge the facts, a- a- anything that had to do with gay, I'm like, ah, gay, what? <laughs> eh, not me? Of course not. What rubbish is that? And it took a long time to accept who I was mm. and accept that I was in fact, and th- th- accept that th- th- there's, n- there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. And I had several relationships with men, like okay. several relationships. And I honestly think at that point, I was just trying to find what everybody else was telling me that was, that was like, oh, you find this guy, you fall in love, you know. Try whatever. to fit the norm. I was trying to understand okay. it, but I wasn't feeling anything. <laughs> it's like, it's well, like, this one from you. honestly, it's like a straight man trying to kiss a, a kind of kiss an, another straight man. You're not feeling nothing. <laughs> You're just feeling air. You're just feeling the space. Begin. There's, there's, there's not, there's something missing. Okay. And then when I started dating women, I realized that this, this, is, this is what was missing. This is what was missing okay. and that there was nothing wrong with that. And I think at the end of the day, what really changed my parents and my family's mind was seeing how happy, happy I was, okay. which is, which is key in everything. I think a parent at the end of the day wants to see their child happy. happy. Mm-hmm. I think another thing is that I am very hardworking. You know, my sexuality does not define who I am. Mm-hmm. I have a degree. I was a chef for three years. I did. I remember. Yeah. yeah I, remember that. I, I work that. at nine to five. You know, I work volunteer work for UK Black Pride. I have so many things I've accomplished in a very short amount of time. So my sexuality should not even be a blimp in that. Mm. It's just something. It's just who I love. And it's, it's I like I like that definition. It's just it's just who I love because I feel like the the stigma associated to 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 identification in regards to like your sexuality, especially if we're talking about like Nigerians or just Africans in general, mm. there is that there is still that that bitter taste to it a lot of the oh time because God, because yes. a lot of parents obviously there's a conventional way of how they perceived themselves growing up, who they fell in love with, who they decided to get married to, yeah. and now want to extend that same norm and convention to their children. And I think they don't understand that, yes, of course, this is how you grew up, and this, yeah. is, how I, this, is, this is the person you fell in love with, but it yeah. doesn't automatically now mean that this is the same person your child should fall in love with, or this is even the same road yeah. your child should be on. And 100%. I, think, I also think that, you know, our parents came from a different generation as well. Uh-huh. So I feel like if you ever sit down with your parents, your African parents, your Caribbean parents, your black parents, and you actually ask them questions about their childhood, them too, they were doing things that, they, that was giving their own parents headache, <laughs> that was making their own parents have hypertension. I, you know, the more I, I found that as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I've been able to talk to my parents as an adult, as an adult. Okay. no longer as I'm still their child, but I can sit down and have a conversation okay. with you and even talk through your own There's tra- dialogue. Now. Yeah. Okay. And talk through your own trauma. Yeah. Cause many things that happened to you, to our, our parents growing up in Nigeria mm-hmm. or black parents, many things that happened to them was traumatic and they don't even know that it was traumatic. That's true. And then it's affecting them later on in life, but they, there hasn't been a conversation about 
about it. Mm. So I feel like, you know, maybe now, you know, me being gay is like, ah, taboo. But back then, when you were younger, don't forget that in, in South Africa, a couple of years back, it was illegal to be black, oh, not illegal to be black, but the racism was rife. Yeah, it was, this is just like, what, 50 years ago? 100%. So like, we have such different generations mm-hmm. and I feel like it's, not our duty, but for me, I take it as I, I, I wanted to be somebody that when I was growing up, I had someone to look up to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have created that person for myself. For nice. I am somebody that if I was to look back at, at my younger self, I would want to be me. Mm. And that's exactly what I created for myself. Do you think, do you think religion has ever played a part in, in your, your identity? So well? it's so crazy because I kind of stay away from religion because people can get into a debate and Nigerians are <laughs> keyboard warriors. Nigerians are keyboard warriors. Nigerians are lo- what, what does that mean? Elaborate. What do you mean by keyboard Nigerians can probably spend about three to five hours in their room typing different comments and they probably just go on tiktok or let me just see what's going on i ask ah that girl's skirt is too short let me write it <laughs> where is your father go and text your father they will be so disappointed and they'll scroll again ah gay you are a gay <laughs> you should go to hell read genesis da, 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 da. <laughs> then you'll see another page of somebody that has is well endowed Ah, beautiful lady. <laughs> Please answer DM. I would love to get to know you. So Nigerians can be uh, online. They speak. They, yeah, they, speak. they make their voices heard. They, for they, sure, they, for they sure. make their voices very heard. So I try not to talk about my religion because I feel like it's just going to add more fuel to, to the fire. fire okay. But the truth is that what I've learned is that nobody's above what? Blocking. Mm. Everybody, there's nobody that's above <laughs> blocking. But I am very much a Christian and okay. people always find that very hard to believe. Okay. But I was raised as a Christian and I found God again okay. when I was about 16. Okay. Um, when I moved to the UK was when I found God again. And I think it was because I w- my parents had sent me here um for boarding school okay and i was away from my parents for the first time away from nigeria i grew up in nigeria my entire life and now i was moved to this british school and i didn't know where i was and god was my comfort Mm. that is how i found god that is how i built my relationship with god and i believe that i am a testimony till now that god has continued to bless me Mm. so all this stigma that oh if you're gay something 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 excuse me god has blessed me with an incredible life you cannot tell me that god has not blessed me that god has seen me as a sin Mm. you honestly cannot i have a fantastic girlfriend amazing parents i live in a great home i have a great job i have mental health but then look at where my mental health has taken me now i'm sitting here discussing it god has literally taken me to places despite who i am or what society thinks ah, is and that's wrong. preaching you know and i came to preach where's my bible ah, says yeah. hey, hey, chai i'm supposed to speak in talk right now and that's ah, that preaching you know taking my, me back to church my goodness no do you know why i mentioned it because i feel like there is that there is that contradiction a lot of the times between especially when we talk about sexuality and 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 our faith it's very 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 enlightening because obviously for you to kind of understand who you are, there is there is that reflection of your faith as well in that. I think obviously a lot of people attest that their faith and their religion makes up who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. So obviously when there are contradictions within that, and I'm not saying obviously no, no, I got you, yeah. um, being gay is a contradiction, but I'm just saying like, if you look at obviously, for example, as Christians, what the Bible speaks on in regards to our sexuality, it is very quick 
like you're very quick enough to point what is and what isn't yeah. straight away. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that can, I don't want to say it's, as, it's very easy because you have to remember that those who are in positions where they are facing that contradiction, it's hard for them to understand it as easily as somebody who isn't facing that contradiction. So yeah. for example, you being a Christian, you being gay, so much more harder for you to understand your faith than I it agree. is for somebody who isn't obviously gay and is a no, Christian because no, I agree. There, there is, there's a, there's a quicker way of judging that individual. And I feel like a lot of the times, maybe that is why, I don't know. I feel, like, say? I feel like society is very much tied to the church though. And I say this because the church picks and chooses what is good and what is bad. Because that one I can attest to for sure. How many pastors do we know are sleeping with the congregation? Wait, Heather, please don't come and disgrace people here. What's going on? <laughs> how many? In fact, how many pastors do I personally know? Heather. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. But do I personally know that are actually in the closet? And actually, Seriously? I'll tell you what now. There's... I don't know if people people need to read. Mm-hmm. I lo- I love to read, and I love Nigerian authors. I saw you reading. Um, what were you reading on the train? Um, um all, all almost all the money. Yeah, I saw you reading. Yeah, I saw you and reading there's that. actually an a, a chapter in that book. Yeah, about a woman who married a pastor. And the pastor was in the closet. Seriously. And then there was a group of women in Lagos who were married to wealth, wealthy men who were all in the closet. And really? they were a support group. And the truth is that this happens all the time. Mm. Nobody talks about it, but this happens all the time. It's almost like an arrangement. Let's get married. We seem like the perfect couple, yeah. but you can do what you exactly. want. Yeah, yeah. It's Our, true. I've, I've, I've heard of, I've heard of it's, scenarios it's, like that before. It's, it's very much normalized. It's not normalized, so it's very much no, like normal and very common. Yeah. It's just hidden. And Nigerians, we like to cloak ourselves. We like to kind of, you know say one thing but then do another because you can go to church and you can preach um happiness and whatever and be being pure and being whatever then you can go home and be doing the exact opposite Mm. you can be going home and beating your wife you can be going home and going through maybe even bullying your child like Mm. there's so many things and i say bullying because and i mentioned this in a tiktok video beating your child is one thing but i feel like in nigeria and in many countries they took beating to another level i've I've seen that first you cannot beat a child where they are where they have bruises and they cannot go to school the next day. You cannot beat a child where they break bones. You cannot beat a child where they now become it's so not, it's not traumatized. Dis- it's not discipline anymore. It is no it's longer. Not, it's not it, it is now child yeah, abuse. Yeah, it's not discipline anymore. So um, I honestly think that Nigerians, they really pick and choose what is good and what is not. Where do you, where do you think that stems from? Do you think it's shame? I don't think it's shame. I think it's our culture. I think we're very proud people. And... We don't want to. We don't want to admit. So, for example, if you ask a Nigerian now something that is controversial, the Nigerian will always answer you back with the question. <laughs> so, so it's like, ah, but didn't I see you with uh, Rita? Aren't you married? I but I saw you with, with Rita in uh, in Sheraton last week. I say, why are you asking that? Ah, <laughs> uh-uh, Heather, how far? They will change that subject very quickly. Nigerians have a very, very well, we're amazing people. No, but we, we are. But we can cloak ourselves. It's true, it's true. We can cloak and then point. We'll cover Eish. ourselves and then, and then point. point. Meanwhile, knowing what we are doing <laughs> is not is you know, and 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 actually just to put something there, yeah. being gay is not even wrong. So 
when, I, when I'm even comparing it, being gay in itself mm-hmm. is not wrong. I don't think I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. And I'll tell you, I came out to my Nigerian grandfather three weeks ago. Hey, over the phone. Okay, I thought it was in person. For no, it's that over one. the phone. Okay, but my grandfather is a conk. And you know, I'm reading, I'm on live now. <laughs> what they say? And I'm seeing Nigerians saying, God forbid. <laughs> people are saying, how many people are on here now? 81. People are saying, God, I didn't believe that a book is straight. They're t- us talking rubbish. Anyway, I was speaking to my grandfather three weeks ago on the phone. And he likes to call me frequently to ask me, when am I getting married? Because okay. I'm 26 now. Uh, my grandfather is a conk. Nigerian man. My grandfather grew up in Abiyakuta. My father, my grandfather is a chief. My grandfather is one of well known in his church. You know, my grandfather is the kind of person that people will go and kneel down. He's he, he's that kind of piece. He's so, so okay, okay, the top for exactly. For he's well respected. And my grandfather always asked me, you know, when are you getting married? Mm-hmm. And so the last time he called me, I just got very tired of saying, of just lying. I said, Grandpa, I've actually met somebody that I want to marry. And Grandpa was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Who? Can I meet him or something like that? And I it? said, yeah, and I said, <laughs> um, I said, I, I don't, I said, have you spoken to daddy? Cause my daddy, my dad, my dad knows that I'm gay. He's yeah. very, he's very open about it. I'm very supportive. I said, have you spoken to daddy? He said, no. Um, what is it? I said, well, I'm very nervous about telling you. And he said, ah, well, I'm not there, so I cannot really do much from here. Yeah. So I said, okay. I said, and then just said, Grandpa, I'm gay. And then he was quiet for a few seconds. And then the first thing he now said was, okay, well, there's many programs you can go to that, uh. that will help you. <laughs> uh, Test the program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I, I, I had to cut him off. And this is... Oh, my God. Cut him off respectfully. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I mean about talking to your parents, um... Uh, talking to your parents and having a dialogue with them that is mature. And um, I said to him, I said, Grandpa, I, I, was, I was going to let you know, I'm not going to any ther- mm. any kind of therapy that's going to change because I, I know who yeah, I am. I said, Grandpa, I'm 26 and I found the person that I want to marry and mm. this person makes me happy. And quite honestly, Grandpa, um, you know, I'm when, when I came out to my parents, I said to myself that if they if they do not accept me, I am ready to move out and take on whatever challenges life will take me. Uh, I was that, I, one is, that one is bold though. That one is very difficult because in Nigeria we are so close to our families, and I am so close to my family. Mm. But I refused to live a lie. I re- I I wanted to live my own truth, truth. Uh-huh. and so even though I didn't have money or anything, and I knew I'd probably have to go on benefits or I'd probably have to seek asylum. That's another that's another thing. There's there's so many Nigerians seeking asylum in the UK because they are gay in Nigeria, Seriously. and someone has outed them, and they are now here seeking asylum. There's a huge community of wow. it, like and they and they put and the UK government put them in in rural places like Wales or Lancashire and all these places and you go there and you see a house full of like five or ten nigerians and they're all gay and they've all been punished or banished from nigeria all trying to gain asylum in in the uk mm. and when you look at it from that perspective when you see someone that has no money no family has been left alone and you think what exactly did they do wrong other than just being other than just being who they are and just loving a person they didn't kill anybody they didn't harm anybody they didn't put anybody in danger all they did was be themselves. Mm. 
and they are punished for that. So obviously you can tell I'm very passionate. I know I want I want I want to tell I want to I want to tell you something and you tell me what you think, right? Sure. So I remember growing up when when the topic of sexuality used to come come about and obviously mixing it with religion. My dad used to my dad used to make this this statement. I I just want to hear your opinions on sure. it. The statement was always love the person and hate the act. That was that was the that was the statement he used to use a lot of the time. Love the person and hate the act. What's the act? And obviously I'm guessing in, indulging in Oh, yes. so so are you so, do, so, do you talk about sex openly here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so love the person but don't enjoy the sex. No, no, he was so he was referring to like homosexuality. So okay. he was saying, so oh, yeah, okay. so this was the statement. He, yes, this was the statement he used to use a lot of times. He would say, "Love the person and hate the act." And a lot of the times, when I when I when I was younger, when I heard it, it would it would make sense to me because obviously, okay, it's like what he's telling me is obviously you don't don't treat this person based on who you are. Obviously, it's to ex- extend and show love to that person. In regards to hating the act, I think maybe as over the years growing up, um, I wouldn't really say I would use the word hate the act. Because obviously, me myself, I can never, I don't identify in that way, but I can't say that. I wouldn't say I hate the act only because, for example, if I was to have a friend now who came out to me and said, you know, like a very close friend who came out to me and said, "Oh, Joe, you know, I've I've come out that yeah. you know I'm gay." I can never hate my friend. Yeah. The the worst that could probably maybe be in me maybe getting used to that kind of I guess new environment would be this is something that I'm not accustomed to and yeah. it might take me a while yeah. to get used to. But if I say that I hate the act. I don't know. I think I've had to change my stance on it over the years. Yeah. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that phrase and of love the person, hate the act. I've, I've heard that phrase before. I've heard um, my grandmother said to me like a year, a year ago that when I told her I was gay, she said, well, it's okay to be gay. Just don't act on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she's like... Grandma, how do you know? <laughs> she's like... She, she said fighting it is what... Is what like that's God telling you to fight it. That's God giving you a battle to fight. Try. And and I I go back to this again. God has blessed me abundantly. Mm. Honestly, like God has given me a life I didn't even think possible. I know one of the main reasons I came on the podcast today was to talk about my mental health. Yeah. And I have been through the worst situations. And just a trigger warning to everybody else, but I have attempted to end my life so many times because I have mental health, because I have schizophrenia. And every time I find myself waking up in the hospital with another failed attempt, like, ah, I failed again. I shouldn't be laughing because that's not funny. No, I I love dark humor. (laughs) Like, honestly, at one point, I I woke up in the hospital and my mom was there. My mom said... You have to give up this thing. <laughs> you have to give up trying. And I just want to fail you. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not good you're at this. You're not succeeding. Yeah. And so, oh. so you know, every time I wake up in the hospital after an attempt to end my life, and I'm alive, I'm like, okay, God, you really want me to be alive? Of because course not. I have done. I have really. I have done some things that you would guarantee will kill you and god i said no you're not no it's not your time yet it's not your time but what he has done is every time i'm come back and i've been discharged and i've gotten home i feel like he does this thing where he shows me why i should be here Mm. 
because then I get all my friends messaging me and calling me. Uh, my dad flies down from Nigeria. My mom is around. My brother is around. My girlfriend is around. And I'm surrounded by people. And it's almost like God is saying, can you not see like yeah. what I've created for you? And no one can tell me that, you know, you know, I, I pe- Nigerians are always going to have their opinion. Mm. I mean, my life right now, I think people are probably going to say all sorts of things. Oh, but <laughs> God is this and on the Bible, such this and they will have so much to say. But the truth is, the only thing that matters is myself mm. and the people around me. Mm. And like I said, nobody's above blocking. So if I write any rubbish, I'll block you after this show, you know. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> that got deep. I remember that got no, very no, no, no. deep. I, 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 you know, one thing, one thing I can definitely attest to, like just from me and you, is that you're very passionate about the things that you talk about, and rightfully so, because these are things that, to society's eyes, aren't they? They're not. They're not. If they, if they're still, if they're not accepted in some people's regard, like eyes, they're they're being accepted, and even with that, there's still resistance and there's still fight. Yeah. And I think one thing that I always will preach on every single time and those that know me is that what you're passionate in will always show because it will it will it will it will kind of keep giving you reason to continue in yeah. in a way and it can be s- simple things as for example now me starting this podcast having to do an episode every single week oh well nobody's paying me to be here it's a lot in it i'm not getting paid for this like but the the, the passion the, the passion is kind of like the the, the petrol that's in this like it, yeah. it keeps me going yeah having to be able to sit down with people like yourselves or even with my friends or whatever the case may be whether it's you know serious topics like this or even just you know jeje topics that happen throughout the week but just being able to conversate yeah. and have people you know it's almost like therapy in a sense what it, it, what, no, what this it, is it definitely is and i think for me it i don't really care about the people who are writing rubbish online i care about the people who are getting help help mm-hmm. and knowing that they're not alone mm. i care about the people who are exactly like me um and are watching this and are thinking i can relate to this and i i care i do it for the people who can't even message me out of fear but are seeing me talk and seeing the videos and mm. just in their minds just saying thank you mm. thank you for speaking up and I, I posted something yesterday and I said, being who I am, like the the kind of the the activism that I do, being gay, being Nigerian, and all and all that comes under it, it's like standing in a battle with a bare chest. Mm. And I, I made up this analogy by myself and somebody please quote me and then charge me millions. <laughs> but I said it's like standing in a war with a bare chest because people are going to see you as so brave. Well, you are going to get all the bullets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm standing there shouting, advocating, you know, talking about my experiences, but very much aware that there's a hundred thousand people ready Factually. to throw those arrows right at me. Actually. And the truth is that sometimes it gets me a hundred percent. It does hundred percent. I I'm I I can't be I'm not the kind of person that says, Oh, things don't get they get to me, oh mm. let me tell you something. They get cause they, they there are some things that people will say that will just 
This one is pure wickedness. <laughs> just, just twisted knife. And then you have to now think, the person that's saying that to me, mm. are you now claiming to be a Christian? Mm. Are you now claiming to be righteous? Because if you are... You wouldn't speak something like this. You wouldn't say that. Mm. You wouldn't put somebody's life in danger. You would not message somebody who has mental health issues, something that could possibly trigger them and lead to death. You cannot be righteous and then go online and, and, and message somebody and say something that contradicts everything you that you are yeah. saying you believe in. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't add up. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you find it very, very annoying that sometimes people, because a lot of times and, and people kind of use this rhetoric that obviously social media isn't real life. Yeah. And a lot of times we, we get on social media and we don't really know what goes on 23 hours in the day. Maybe the one hour that you're online, the 30 minutes you're online, the 10 minutes, one post, three posts, five posts, whatever the case may be, is is what we are able to see and what we can, I guess, that's the documentation you have online. And sometimes, especially when it comes to mental health, and not only you, I think I've seen somebody, I've seen somebody um, online as well. I think I've seen a guy, I think he has Tourette's. I don't know his name. Um, does he have lots of tattoos? Yes, yes I've, seen, I, I've seen, I've seen, so, I've seen yes, him on, on my, on my, on my, on my page one time. And obviously, being like any normal person would, you'd go through your comments and stuff like that. And what 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 you what you tend to see is a very fine division. You get yeah. a lot of people who are empathetic, yeah. and even if they don't even know what's going on, it's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. You know what's going on, or maybe just looking to be educated more on why this is occurring. Yeah. And then you have the other division that is more like you're faking this or oh, 100%. your terrestrial today is not the terrestrial of yesterday. And it's just like, where, where does that mindset come from? Like, why do you feel so inclined to, 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 to nitpick everything? And fair enough, I understand that some people, the documentation they put online, cause we have, we do have some people who have tarnished the, the help and the support that they get from people and they've neglected it. Mm. And, you know, you know, I wouldn't say scam people, but they've they've done things that are not be befitting to to the yeah, things but, that they've put but, online. But, that, but that's not everybody. Yeah, and, and exactly. And I'm saying that's why we shouldn't paint everybody with that same yeah. brush. I mean, I feel like the same way anybody would want to go online and talk about if a Nigerian wants to go online and talk about how proud they are to be a Nigerian, and someone puts in the comments, "But Nigeria is this." Somebody else is going to say Nigeria is not this. Mm. And somebody else is going to go and say, ah, but we're very corrupt. And somebody's going to say, because people are leaving the country. Mm. There's, there's always going to be a debate. Um, and people are always going to have opinions um, because they are human. Um, unfortunately. I say unfortunately <laughs> because I, I, I really... Why she say unfortunately? Because I wish, I wish the human race was more empathetic. And mm. I feel like because you put yourself on a public platform, yeah. people believe that they have every right to say whatever they want like to, to say. Yeah. They also sometimes, I think they don't think you're real. Because I think some of the things they say, they don't understand the impact. Because if I was sitting next to you right now... You won't say that to my face. I don't think you would say that to Factually, my face. I hear it. You know? I hear it. So, but behind your screen, you can. Behind your screen, you can say whatever you want. Um, and get away with it mm. and you can feel very smug with it you're probably thinking yeah I, I, I said something that was that really hit them in fact mm. but you can only do that behind your screen you can't do that face to face and there's a reason for it because you know you know that what you're saying is wrong mm. if, if you know that what you're saying is right and you're so loud about it you start a podcast mm. you start a TikTok 
you start an Instagram page and you discuss why you think it's wrong to be gay or why it's wrong to do certain things. Mm. And then let us let us now comment on you. Mm. Don't go on somebody else's profile and try and talk about it. Make your own. If you strongly believe the way I strongly believe in what I believe, create your own platform and let us watch you and see what you have to say. Because you have a lot to say in the comments. So we, we would love to hear what you have to say <laughs> on your own page. Oh my gosh. I find this so interesting, man. I, I commend your bravery a lot of times. Because like I keep saying, it's not easy to to come online and document yourself so so chilled and and like i said I, again I, I say you put the fun into it because i think a lot of the times whenever we speak on mental health it is very it, it is it, it's a very i don't whether negative or quite sad or maybe very serious you know uh topics to to talk about and i don't really i don't really think there are enough people who are kind of putting i guess the fun into it and making it not letting their mental health whatever they're going through define them like wholeheartedly I think that I think you're a testament to a lot of people that you can still live your life. Hundred percent, regardless I, regardless of of, of 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 what you're going through. And I, I think, always say the f- sorry. No, go on, finish. You can I, always, I say that like, you know, everybody goes. Everybody can go through different types of mental health. It's different forms, and sometimes it's not even mental health. Sometimes you're just going through a really tough time. Mm. Like things in your life are just very overwhelming, mm-hmm. and when you're going through that time, especially as a black man. It is lonely because you, ah, thank you, my sister. <laughs> that, one, that one is heavy. You are you, you have been brought up to be this alpha male with so many expectations. As an African or as a black man, you know you're told that at a certain age you should be at making a certain amount of money. You should have had a wife. You have have a child. You should be doing what your parents did and tenfold. Mm. And there's that pressure. But then also little things now get to you as well. And you're, you don't understand why because nobody has ever let you understand why. Mm. But maybe somebody bumped, on, bumped into you on the train or gave a snide comment at work. And it's, it's, it's digging inside you. Mm. And you can't, you can't tell your guys that, yo, guy, this person just said something at work and it just made me, your friend would say, guy, free to beg, like, it's, it's not that deep. But the truth yeah, is, yeah, it, it yeah. is that deep. Yeah. And it is that important. And just because society has told us that men cannot be, you know, vulnerable, when a society where we're breaking every single glass ceiling, mm. breaking it and shattering it, because the truth of the matter is there's a higher suicide rate for men than there is for women. And even though on this on, on on media platforms you see women talking up about mental health, men are very afraid to do that. Mm. Because and again, the comments. A man imagine a man and let's say your stereotypical um your stereotypical alpha male. So like let's try and describe what 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 a lot of girls like to see in a man. Six foot, right? <laughs> Muscular, dark skinned man, sexy, husky voice, you know, I'm gay. I don't know, I'm just guessing. Um, no, that, that was very descriptive, <laughs> That was um, descriptive. I have a lot of space friends. <laughs> right. And then that man now comes to you and says, you know, today at work, um, they told me off because I didn't get a project done. And now I don't feel like going out this night. I really don't feel like going out. I, really, I don't even feel like eating. 
May I just feel like staying in my room? Your parents are going to be like, ah, why? They're going to think that first you're lazy. They're going to think oh. that first. I and the, the one thing Nigerians like to say, are you the only one? <laughs> that saying growth gets me every time. I understand. That one, that one I can, I are can, you the only one? Are you the only one? So you're saying I have a hard day and then they will not say, ah, but people are having harder days than you. Mm. It, that doesn't make what you're saying less valid. For real. Everybody, it does, th- there's no hierarchy. There's no, oh, um, I've had a worse day than you, so therefore you should you feel more. It's it's it doesn't work like that, and the truth is that if you don't speak about the things when they happen, it's going to accumulate, mm. and then over time, one day you find yourself angry, just explode. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and you and you yourself have no idea where it came from. Can I can I, can I say something? I feel yeah. like as as a guy, I can definitely one hundred percent agree on this, only because I feel like there is this. There is this shared consensus within men yeah. that we're supposed to be solution minded. So anything that comes out of our yes. mouth should should be for solution exactly. and solution only. Um, if you open your mouth to complain, that is usually the not to say that's what women do, but that is usually the ascribed personality. That's what that's what women <laughs> do. Women are the ones of that. women complaining. So when you see a man complaining about his day, or my boss did this, or I was like, bro. What's going? What's going exactly. on? Like, like you said, you're not the only one. I feel like, yes, we need to break out of that norm because, for one person, this is enough to 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 take them out of their stride, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be in a position where you feel like you can't speak to anybody, yeah, or just even be able to vent and 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 explain yourself because what that does is release. And I I, I always say this, and I I think I had to learn the hard way because there have been times in my in my life where something might be bothering me, and I don't necessarily share that immediately and i'm holding on to it for the sake of one how this is perceived to others in my friendship group because why are you complaining kind of thing so you hold on to it so as you said you're holding on to it more things are happening you're experiencing more things in life that's now it's like you're putting on more clothes so to the point where it gets so heavy it's like oh, that's a good analogy. yeah this is this is this is tiring now this is, this is tiring yeah. and some people might be lucky enough to deal with that and others might express it like you said in in more, more much more violent and extreme ways and i feel like we need to get to that stage of allowing men to also you know be given the same kind of um leeway yeah in, in, expre- in expressing themselves but then again i don't know like i said it's, it's going to take a while because that structure has been that foundation sorry has been built so much more on men being solution-minded and just solutions 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 anything that's so far from that norm it's hard and in the dating world as well you'll see it it's like it's it's, it's a it's a very tricky I'm thing very to think curious about the straight dating world why what are you curious about i don't know what happens what happens <laughs> with y'all you what? see you see it as like okay i'll give you a prime example now i don't think there's any woman that wants to be with a man that is constantly complaining or ex- expressing himself outrightly and i say this and they might say to you oh yo, no no it's fine you can you know you can talk to me but there is that level of like ah, guy okay enough is enough now and i think you 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 attribute that more to the woman because like i said for so long the foundation is we are the solution based species the woman is coming to you she's the damsel in exactly you're supposed to go and take care exactly of her. you're not supposed exactly. to exactly in every in every fairy to every fairy still you don't see the guy being taken care of the, the man is not in the tower exactly the man is climbing, climbing the tower, the tower. exactly <laughs> So I think that's where a lot of men probably still are struggling 
and maybe they need to break out of that. And I think, yeah, maybe more women. I think women are they're quite accepting to allowing men to express themselves. But then again, I do think that there's room for women to learn, mm-hmm. and I say this because I think that there's room for men to learn, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. But women also need to understand that men are human, mm-hmm. just like they are, and they have emotions, they have feelings, they have so many things going on with them. Don't view it as complaining. You know, this person is telling you about their day. Mm. They are confiding in you. Mm. Don't, don't, you know, we really need to change the way we talk about things, especially in Nigeria. So, for example, we call people on the road that are beggars or oh, they're beggars or they're whatever. But in, in, in the UK, they're homeless. Mm. Or in Nigeria, we call the madmen, oh, madmen, mad women. But in the UK, they're mental health. And so when you start to switch the way you start to talk about things, Mm -hmm. you realize that it's not complaining and you're actually very justified for what you're saying. You know, how you're feeling about work is it's, you know, as a partner, I want, so I have a partner, my long-term girlfriend. And when she has a hard day at work and fair enough, she's a woman. I cannot really give a man, man's (laughs) description. I'm going to use my girlfriend. You know, I don't see it as complaining. I'm honored. To the fact that she feels comfortable enough to, to confide in me. Okay. And you know, sometimes I also don't think that, I think that, I don't, okay, I don't think that men are really expecting a reply. I don't think that a lot of the times they want somebody to tell them that this, this is what you should do. Mm. I think sometimes it's just, just listen just to listen. what I have to say. Mm. Just let me, the, the thing that's eating me inside, just let me say it out loud. So that I know that me too, I'm not going mad. That me too, you know, share you know that. So that if even, let's say somebody in the office is annoying you. Let's say that a month later, that person now does something that really digs in. Because you have told your partner a month before, you cannot come home and be like, can you imagine? <laughs> and then it can now even flip the dialogue. And you now start to laugh about well, we it. We'll be cussing, cussing him. E- exactly. <laughs> you, you start to, in fact, in fact you, you invite your partner to a work party. You say, that's the devil. <laughs> and then you, you, find, you find that you've now created a very healthy relationship mm. through talking. Mm. It's not complaining. And remember that your partner is not um, saying that they can't do their job or saying that. And and in, and in fact, even if they can't do their job, there's nothing wrong with, with you encouraging your partner to try different avenues. Mm. And I know I know the women are going to be like, but we don't date no bombs, no scrubs. You better pay for us first dates. And me, I don't understand heterosexuality. That's that's all that's that's up to you guys. Even in even in even in even in the the gay world, doesn't that still happen as well? Meeting. Obviously you're with somebody now, but I guess maybe in your How much time do we have? <laughs> in your in your dating in your dating life or when you were kind of I guess dating and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure do you think there were any similarities between the two? Yes. Okay. Okay, that one we can attack then. That's fine. I think I think that's a whole other conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. because I just, to clarify. just because like in the gay world there's different terms. Okay. So I'd have to go into different terms and okay, okay. what they mean and yeah, that one is another educational yeah. platform. But what I will say is that if you want to learn more about being black and about being gay and as an ally, even as an ally, um, I volunteer for the UK Black Pride. And if okay. you don't know what that is, every every year there's the regular Pride. London has its Pride. Yeah. But then there's an organization called UK Black Pride that has thousands of people attend every year. Okay. This year, it's, it's it's always in London. And it's it's dope. 
Like they bring out performances from black artists, well-known black artists mm, perform. Okay. They have food. It's like going to a festival. Yeah. They have like different kinds of food, um, like from jollof rice, Ghanaian food to different like Caribbean food. Like everything is available. Okay. They have black. Um, they have black. Uh, um, people who who have stalls like selling their whether it's clothing, whether it's. They, I even know a Nigerian tattoo artist who she has a stand there for that. She's giving out tattoos, and she's giving well for you have to pay her. <laughs> okay, okay. But she's giving out like um, tattoos on, on that day. Ooh. So you, so it's a place where you go and you're just like, wow, there's thousands of people who are black, who are gay, and they're just the same as me. Mm. Like they, they really just want to have rice, listen to good music, <laughs> vibe, like for real. Like, it's it really like go and drink Guinness, go and chill outside. Like, it's really such a vibe. Okay. And when you learn that, it just it normalizes it. And I feel like any if anybody wants to learn more, just just do a little bit of research. Because mm. you know, I have many gay friends who are Nigerian and who are men mm. and who are in the closet and who I feel like they know they can never come out. Yeah, I can I can understand that one being very tough, like 100%. Do you think there's any advice you give to those, I guess, going through what you're going through or I guess living kind of a, a similar life to you? What's one piece of advice you think you would give to that person? I know what, man. <laughs> this, is your, this is your time to be scholar. I've been, I've been a scholar this entire time. What would you say? Looking back at your life and the things that... Oh, for example, oh, you know, this is even a better question, actually. Obviously, what you know now and I guess when you were younger, what do you think you would tell yourself in regards to like how your life was... How your life is now and what you expect of that younger person, that younger Heather? What would you tell younger Heather? To ask questions. Yeah. Because in Nigeria, you're told not to ask questions. Mm. And that is confusing. And... It is very sad how many Nigerians you speak to that have gone through abuse. Mm. And nobody asks questions. Mm. Nobody asks what is wrong. Nobody asks like, but this is not okay. You know, there's as as females in Nigeria, when our uncles came to the house, our parents told us to cover up, to wear long trousers. Cover your, cover your top. Don't look too provocative. You could be 10 years old and that uncle could be 50. But somehow we are taught that we are the, we are the provocative ones. Mm. So if I was to say anything, I would say ask questions that's, and follow your instincts. That's such a good point, you know, because I feel like that whole asking question thing, especially growing up in Nigeria, yeah. it's almost like defying. Whenever you, you want to pose a question or challenge something not yeah. necessarily because you want to show authority like for be authoritative but yeah. you, you're just maybe maybe you're just inquisitive you just want to know why this is yeah why and, is and, that and, and that's always deemed as challenge or defying so yeah that's a that's a I very think, I, I think it's important yeah. you know even in like a marriage or something you ask your partner something your partner mm. says why are you asking me your partner says ah you don't trust me no ask questions there is there is no silly question, mm. you know, and you have every right to ask any question you want. Mm. It's a free world, quite honestly. And for anybody who is gay or in the closet or curious or whatever, mm. 
And if you're living in a country that it's illegal, I feel for you. Mm. But I can also promise you that there is a huge community out there that is exactly like you mm. and that you are not alone. I'm lucky to live in the UK. I accept that privilege. Mm. I really do. And I'm aware that many people do not have that privilege. But one thing I want you to take from it is that you are valid. You mm. are important. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you. Many people have been taken to church to get deliverance. <laughs> many parents have had... That one is true. Yeah. That, one is, that one is true. I've had people tell me that a woman, a, somebody I dated was she was Nigerian, said that her parents told her that they are going to come and get a man to sleep with her. Hey, God. To show... to. To show, yeah, to show her what a man a man is to show her that she needs to be with a man. This is what she's missing. That is crazy. And you know something that happens more often, and we don't talk about that. So what we'll see on the headlines is lesbians in Nigeria, but we won't talk about people being getting beaten up in the street and putting tires over them and then setting them on fire, mm. or abuse going on be, uh, behind the scenes. We won't even talk about the fact that, and I'm really trigger warning again, mm -hmm. you don't have to post this if you don't no, want to. That's fine. But even men, little, when a lot of Nigerian boys were younger, I feel like there's a very blurred line with consent. Because I find that many... This, this, this one, I know where you're going, Sha. Continue, continue. Okay. You do? Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. Like I, I understand the, the, the point yeah. being made. There's there's many Nigerian men who, when they were younger, were approached by older people, women or men, that may have done things to them that they knew at the time was not okay. Mm. And they knew that something was wrong. But in Nigeria, you don't talk. In Nigeria, you keep quiet. Nigeria, you put your head down and then you go and do what you're supposed to do. You go to school, you go to work and you come back home. Um... And so in Nigeria, I feel like we have a very long way to go. I love my country through and through. Mm. I grew up in Nigeria. I grew up in Ikeja. I, I, didn't, grow, I didn't even grow up in, in, the, in the island. I grew up <laughs> in the mainland, man. And I love my country through and through. But my country needs to learn that they cannot point fingers. In fact, this is what they do. You're pointing your finger back at yourself. You're doing like this. But you're actually pointing it back to yourself. Mm. And it's it's there's so much to unpack. It, quite honestly, I want everybody in the world to go to therapy. Now, if I if I was a billionaire, that's the first that's thing the first, I would do. First thing you do. Everybody will receive an email. You have three free therapy for the rest of your life. Because the amount of trauma that we don't even know is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, people are listening, Sha. Some of you have taken something from this today because it's, 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 it's very insightful. I'm curious even at what people are even saying. What are they saying? Because, should, should I read some yeah, of them? Yeah, go and read some of them out loud. Let's see what people are saying. Okay. Everyone's been on TikTok Live before we close. I bet. So people are saying, let's see. So people are arguing in the comments, <laughs> as, which is a always. very Nigerian thing to do. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's find something. Okay, love the topic you're talking about. I appreciate you. 
Love this. Would love to have you. Another podcast is asking me to tell come. Tell him I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Ah, tell him I beg. Call me. We, In fact, we, we I, I'm going to start charging. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy asking the question? It's not sitting right with me. Ah, Ew. Joseph. Ew. <laughs> it's not sitting right with him. I beg. But this person's name is Fun Times One Eight Eight. Are you sure you you don't do only fans? Anyway. Religion is silly. Ah, this one, please. Uh, does I just said what? Why is she talking like that? Talking like what? <laughs> Somebody said, God forbid, man to woman, woman, man to man to woman, man to woman. I really hope that the person that wrote this doesn't watch lesbian porn because she, you know, that's woman to woman. <laughs> just so you know, go and check your porn history. If you also Google the pe- highest people that watch porn, Nigeria is very much high up there. Right. Everybody in this comment. In fact, sometimes what I like to do is I like to go t- to the person's page and look at who they're following. If you see who these people are following, uh, voluptuous. Ripe and, ripe and robust. Voluptuous. <laughs> you know. Ripe and robust. People are making twerking videos and, they, and then they're commenting <laughs> your videos like, it's all else. Ripe and robust. No, this is if she knows her faith that much, she will know that Christi- what Christianity says about it. All this goes to show is, like I said, and like you've been saying, people people always have chat online. Oh, yes. But, yeah, man, before we go, this is a chance for you just to plug yourself. Let everybody know who you are, what you do, where they can find you, as always. People are also asking what podcast this is. Oh, this is Real Soulful Podcast. Hey. Type in Real Soulful on Instagram. It will also be on my own Instagram. So it will be I'm on cool. YouTube as well. Yeah. Tell them to follow. Be lovely. Okay. But so yeah, you let everybody know. Plug myself. What you do, who you are. I bet. I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more confident at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming from the beginning again. <laughs> okay. No, my, go on, go on, go on. my name is Heather. Yes. Um, I'm a queer Nigerian. I'm a mental health act. Um, hold on. That's a game. No problem, Sha. Take I'm two. Not, hold on. Let me just uh, get, get, get into character. Let get into me character. Just myself. Okay. And go. Hello, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Heather Moradio. <laughs> I am this was not Nollywood casting call, you know. Excuse me, this is my claim to fame. This is not Nollywood casting call. This is, this is my claim to fame. Okay, go, Thank go, you. go, go. My name is Heather Moradeo. Uh, I am a mental health activist. Mm. Um, I am a gay. Mm. Um, um, I work very hard in this lifetime. Amen. Uh, I'm an adult. I am independent. Amen. I own a dog, so I'm technically a parent. Amen. Uh, in my spare time, I like to sleep. Amen. Uh, I like to eat pounded yam. Wow. But not the pound, though. Uh, <laughs> the one that's actually pounded. Um, I love my country, Nigeria. Wow. I'm also part German, if you're wondering, if or if you're very confused why a white woman is sounding like a Nigerian. <laughs> um, and to plug myself, you can find me on Instagram at Deo or on TikTok as Deo, where I mostly discuss mental health, body positivity, mm. being queer. And then sometimes I just make funny videos, man. It's just funny, because <laughs> that's, that, that's me. Ah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on this Thank podcast today. I really, me. really, really, really appreciate you. Um, but yeah, hopefully you will come back, Sha. Yeah. Please, oh, come on, come on, grace us your presence. And then one you more can pay me. Ah. <laughs> see, see. Amen. But yeah, this is Real Soulful, episode 85. And um, yeah, thank you guys for so much for listening. And we are done. Thank you.